Hey guys, what's up? Thank you for tuning into my lovely podcast, Hot Tea. I'm your host, Shade Hurley, and I'm here to talk to you about all things Russian history. Today's topic was brought to you by one of my lovely Instagram followers. A big shout out to at Champagne Poppy for the recommendation. We are going to explore the chaotic, bloody, and grim period known as the Time of Troubles and take a look at what was really going on during this period. The Time of Troubles was basically a fight to find a leader to restore order back to Russia. This was a period of political crisis in Russia that ended the rule of the Rurik dynasty in 1598 and led to the establishment of the Romanov dynasty in 1613. We all remember the infamous Tsar Ivan IV, right? Also known as Ivan the Terrible. This disorderly journey starts off with him. No shocker there, huh? In 1581, Ivan IV beat his pregnant daughter-in-law, Yelena Shemirtseva, for the clothing she was wearing because he found it immodest and repulsive. This beating may have caused Yelena to even have a miscarriage. When his second son, also named Ivan, learned about this, him and his father had a heated argument, causing Ivan IV to strike his son in the head with his staff, eventually leading to his son's reckless death. Ivan IV was in a dark place after that happened, and eventually died in 1584 from a stroke, leaving the Russian throne to his unfit middle son, Fyodor. Theodore ruled for about 14 years, but suddenly died in 1598. His death was the spark of the time of troubles, since Theodore had no heirs. And what happens when you leave a country with no ruler? Complete and utter chaos. Think of it almost like the movie The Purge, but make it Russian. Boris Gudunov, Theodore's brother-in-law, succeeded as Tsar of Russia. Boris had faced many problems during his short rule, which included famine, boyars resisting, and even a Polish pretender trying to pose as Dmitri, who was the half-brother of the late Tsar and the rightful heir of the throne. I want to take some time to talk about the causes and effects of the famine that happened at this time. During 1601-1603, to Russia experienced one of the worst famines in history, killing about 2 million people, which was about 30% of the Russian population. A study that was conducted by Kenneth L. Verisub and Jake Lipman documents that a lot of famines were occurring around the world at this time due to a volcanic eruption in Peru. This eruption caused dramatic change in the weather, causing brutal winters, the dying out of crops and animals, leading to these famines across the world. During this time, 127,000 bodies were documented to be buried in Moscow alone. It's kind of sad that Boris had no control of this, you know? He kind of was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. It's hard to watch your people starve to death and you don't really have a way to help them, especially if they looking up to you for guidance. I honestly don't know what I would have done if I was him. Let me know in the comments how you think you would have solved the famine crisis. I'm just curious as to how anyone would approach the situation. Now, let's get to the real crazy stuff. As if this epic wasn't crazy enough. The troubles didn't end when the famine finally started to be resolved. Remember earlier how I mentioned Dimitri, half-brother of Fyodor? Apparently, everyone was trying so hard to get in on the Tsar action during this time, they went as far as impersonating Theodore's late brother. Yeah, you heard me. The real Dimitri passed away in 1591, so dude's been dead for like a while. But it was widely believed that Dimitri escaped his doom and was still alive. I also mentioned earlier about how a Polish man tried to falsely claim to be Dimitri and take the throne from Boris. Luckily, Boris was able to keep his position for a while until he died in 1605. 
The crazy part is, the first Dimitri imposter was able to gain a crowd of followers, and they went as far as killing Boris's son, so the imposter could become Tsar. The real definition of fake it till you make it, am I right? During the false Dimitri's rule, the boyars came to the conclusion that the new Tsar was uncontrollable, and they just ended up offing him in 1606, because violence was always everyone's first choice, and I mean, hey, I don't blame them, those were some pretty wild times. That wasn't the first person to try and impersonate Dimitri, though. If you think about it, this is just one crazy game of Among Us, and no one can figure out who's the imposter. Mighty nobleman Vasily Shusky was placed as ruler of Russia only to be bombarded with another round of false Dimitris. Particularly, everyone knows this one as the second false Dimitri. This new Dimitri was supported widely by the peasants, people who didn't own very much land, and the Poles. This second Dimitri claimed that he escaped the assassination in 1606. And get this, the wife of the first Dimitri says she recognized the new imposter as her husband. This second Dmitri successfully established a camp at Tashino and took over the city of Moscow for two years. Some boyars, including the famous Romanovs, joined this camp in Tashino, forming a, forming a government that opposed Shuskis. This tension between two groups caused them to start going against each other. Dmitri had his army take over the northern Russian provinces, and in retaliation, Shusky made a bargain with Sweden to help against Dmitri's army. When the Swedish troops arrived, this caused Dimitri to flee from his camp. Looks like someone couldn't handle the heat. Since his supporters no longer had a ruler, some of them returned to Moscow and others joined Polish King Simisgun III's army. The king declared war on Muscovy in retaliation of the Swedish intervention and took his army to Russia in 1609 where he declared war and defeated the troops under Shusky. The Muscovites were absolutely distraught in the way Shusky has been handling things as a ruler, so they overthrew him. This is when the time of troubles were slowly coming to an end, but of course, there were some pushbacks. In 1610, everyone feared the rule of the second false Dmitri and the, and the extreme changes him and his supporters desired. So the Polish king made an agreement with the boyars that had been at Tashino, and the conservative boyars agreed to accept all the changes that were going to be made. The king's son was also named as Tsar Elect at the time and had his Polish troops come to Moscow. Later that year, fake Dmitri finally got caught lacking, unfortunately, by his own allies and was killed. The Polish king changed his mind and wanted to be granted direct power and control over Russia, which led to the continuation of the Polish invasion. Russians finally came together as a whole to beat the Poles. In 1611, Prince Dmitri Michlovich Pozarki took control of the Russian army and served as their leader, and Kuzma Minin, a merchant, took care of finances. The army led by the prince headed to Moscow and was threatened by Polish troops. They eventually were able to successfully attack them and capture the station where the Polish troops were held at. All hell finally stopped breaking loose in 1613 when the Zemsky Zober, translates to Assembly of the Land, elected a new czar. This Tsar was Michael Romanov, and he established a dynasty that was known to rule Russia for 300 years. The time of troubles finally comes to an end, and everyone is at peace. For now. I hope everyone has more insight of what was really going down during this time, and how much of a hassle it was to find a new Russian ruler. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Hot Tea, and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye!